Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. Okay, for those of you who were not here last week, we talked about the why behind the what. From somebody who was here last week, what was an example we gave about the why behind the what and why is it important? Keely. Yeah, what your parents tell you to do when you're little, right? Sometimes when you're really small, they say, because I told you so. But eventually you have to, if you understand the why behind what they're telling you to do, it's easier for you to follow their instructions, right? If you, if you plug in with the why, if you know the why, if the why is deeply meaningful for you, the what matters, the what has value, okay? So uh, one of the other examples we talked about was the prophet Elijah, Okay, and how God did some awesome things for him, but he forgot the why behind the what. He forgot the why behind what he was doing for God and ran off and was scared because somebody was coming after him. Okay, so we talked about the why behind the what and why that is so very important, why we need to be passionate about what we're doing for God. Okay, so carrying on that, I wanted to talk about the why behind the what concerning love and relationships. Now, I was not going to teach a dating series or a whatever, anything. We've done that in the past, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm like, you know, I'm not going to, it's Valentine's Day, just who cares, it's not a big deal. We're not going to do that this year. We're just going to keep on doing whatever else I feel like God put in my heart. And ironically enough, I feel like God put this in my heart. So the why behind the what concerning relationships, concerning dating or friendships or what have you, but dating naturally works into that. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to get a little bit personal, and I hope you don't mind. I see this amazing drawings here. I know, right? And I didn't even take art in high school. I started to draw some noses and faces. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave them faceless. This is. I would like you guys to uh, say hi to my childhood crushes. Shh, don't guess names or occupations or anything like that. Now listen. Shh. Now listen. Quiet, 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 quiet. My first crush, my first crush in grade school, we've all had crushes. It's inevitable. It's biological. It's just something that you can't control necessarily, like your, your feelings towards somebody. All right? Now, when you're young, those feelings are very immature, okay? And that's going to work into tonight what we're talking about. My first crush was E. I'm not going to give you names to protect the innocent. My first crush was E. This was, this was a big deal. This was a girl that I was like, she was in my class. She was, she was a cutie pie, according, you know, that's what I thought. This was like, gosh, this is like first or second grade here, okay? Uh, she was, she, this, I mean, like, this was the girl. I, I just dreamed to have the nerve to even go up and talk to her, okay? But she broke my heart, and I'm going to tell you why. Her family moved out of our school district. Hey, guys, listen up. Her family moved out of our school district, and so I ended up spending a whole night inside of my toy box feeling pretty down because she was gone. And I'm thinking to myself, how can anybody replace E? Okay. Then, now listen, then came, then came T. T, in my eyes at the time, from my perspective, was a cutie also. Okay. I even went so far as to get a ring for T. 
which, this was probably third, fourth, fifth grade. This one went on for a few years, this crush anyway. I no, 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 shh, no questions. I got a little ring. I mean, if you can imagine the cheapest looking little diamond junk ring you can imagine, this is what I got for her, okay? Which she promptly refused and returned through a friend, okay? So, so that was T. T broke my heart. Then we have R. Then we have R, okay? Now, R was the first girl that not only did I have a little crush on, but we actually, we actually dated, okay? This was in, uh, sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. I can't remember. Um, we dated for what amounted to maybe two or three weeks, which in middle school for, for me, for us, was, was a pretty big deal. For me, this was a huge deal. It was the first girl I went to a dance with. I take that back. The first girl I went to a dance with left and dumped me. But R was the first girl that I went to dance with that like we hung out with friends and it was kind of a, it was kind of a big deal. Um, then was, I'm probably missing one or two in here. I was a strange kid. Then we have, now this, now then we have C. This was freshman year in high school. How I got this girl to talk to me on the phone, I have no idea. I was a freshman. She was a sophomore. She had issues. We're just going to say it that way. She had issues. The vast majority of our phone conversations were basically her screaming at her sister and me talking her off of some kind of emotional ledge, okay? This was, this was C. But I thought she was, I mean, she was cool. She was nice. She was also older. So, you know, if I'm dating an old, which we never dated, but if I'm dating an older girl, that's status, right? That makes me pretty cool as a freshman, <laughs> right? Okay, so then we went from that and then probably maybe my sophomore year, early my sophomore year, we have, um, thank you. Now with A, now listen to this, listen to this, I'm moving up in the world, okay? Even though she was, I was a sophomore, she was a freshman, so maybe the status wasn't there of have, dating an older girl, but the status of having a girlfriend was there, right? You guys all know what I'm talking about. If you've got a quote-unquote significant other in school, you're all of a sudden it knocks you up a peg or two on the rank of you got something going on, right? Okay, in school. So this was cool. And so our, our time on the phone would consist of nothing. Absolute vapid nothingness. I mean, there was just there was just nothing to it. I don't even remember to be very honest with you, other than the fact that she might have been a little bit cute. I don't even know why we dated when I look back at this. Um Nice girl. She was nice. We ended up being friends. Ashley remembers, probably knows who I'm talking about. We ended up being friends, whatever. Uh, she ended up being a friend of Ashley's. Anyway, so that was, that was, I think, off and on for two, maybe two months. Okay, so at the time, this is the longest relationship crush thing that I had, you know, the longest dating anything that I had ever had, okay? This was like, this is the, right here, you're seeing my relationship experience right here, okay? There's not much to it, right? Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stop there for a second. When I look back, when I look back at this, and E, T, R, C, and A, and probably a couple others that I forgot to put in there, I had this need to be like with somebody, to have somebody like me, to have somebody to say that I'm with, what have you, for various, various reasons. But I'm going to tell you, there was no deep why behind it. If you would have asked me, you know, why do you want to, why do you like 
T or R, see, why do you like this person? Why do you want to be with this person? I would have been hard-pressed to find an answer. There was literally just a, uh, a, a maybe a, a, a surfacey kind of attraction. I thought they were cute or they were nice or, or maybe they, they paid attention to me a little bit. It was all very surface level, very selfish kind of stuff, okay? The why behind any of these was, n- was just not there or was super shallow, super surfacey, okay? When we talk about the why behind the what, the what would be talking to these girls or dating these girls or whatever. The why was just simply not there. What's the point of this? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to pursue this young lady? I don't know. Because we don't talk about anything on the phone. Because I feel like I need to be with somebody to be cool or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there was just there was just nothing there. There was nothing to that relationship of any value that gave that relationship any value. Okay? Now turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. The other thing that's painfully clear as I look at these and remember back to just my childhood, uh, just something that is made painfully clear is that I was a stupid kid. Like I was just... Everybody and you all, every single one of you, if you're not already this way, you'll be very soon looking back and you're like, what in God's name was I thinking? Why? Why? What time did I waste? Why did I make that decision? Why did I do that? It's just ridiculous. So we all have that kind of stuff, right? You taking notes? Oh, thank you very much. I'm proud of you, Dylan. Kudos. Uh, 1 John. Yeah, give him a hand. He's looking up scriptures on his phone. Very good. Woo, Dylan! Shining example. Where am I at here? Hold on. There we go. Okay. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John's towards the end. 1 John chapter 4. You better not be. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 16 through 19. Here we go. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face Him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels or casts out, some translations say casts out, gets rid of, all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. Verse 19, listen to this. We, excuse me, we love each other because He loved us first. He loved us First, do you realize that God is the ultimate why behind love? Do you realize that God is love? His very being, His very personality, His characteristics are love. Everything God does has love as its motivation. He created us because he wanted someone to whom he could pour out his love. He blesses us and gives us 
grace, which is unmerited favor, things that we do not deserve, His mercy, all because of how much He loves us. He gave us Jesus. He sent Jesus, His one and only begotten Son, because He loves us and because He desires to have a relationship with us. That is sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He sent His one and only begotten Son that anyone who believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is love. God's very essence is love. We are able to love. We are able to carry out the act of loving someone else sacrificially because of God. Because He has put that deep on the inside of us. Which is why, and I won't go off into this topic, but this is why the enemy has twisted it so badly. This is why the enemy has taken love and desires, stuff that God has put in us very naturally, and has twisted them and darkened them and made it thick. Everything I felt for these young ladies was all very natural. Whether it's an attraction or like strong emotions for once for some of them, whatever whatever cases was just was natural. People are people, humans are humans. God created us to be that way. God created us to find people attractive. God created us to desire to have companionship with people. This is why we draw to friends, draw to one another. God designed us to have companionship with one another, to be part of a family unit, to be to be with friends, to to build a family, to be in a family. God created us that way. These are all natural things. But what the enemy tells us, what our culture tells us, is that if you like somebody, you got to go after them, regardless of why. We're in a culture today that says, no relationship required, just go get what you want. We're in a culture today that says, don't worry about their needs, their desires, their goals in life how they feel about things, you're after what you want. Fulfilling your desires. You're after number one. We live in a culture today that cheapens everything about the relationship God desires us to have with one person. We have to know the why behind the what. If there's no why behind that relationship that you're in, if you don't know why you're with that person, then you need to reevaluate that relationship. Does that make sense? If you're with that person for your own status, for your own, uh, uh, um, to meet your own, some kind of desire that you have, if you were, are with that person because of the way they make you feel and how they can help you, then you need to reevaluate because that's not the why that makes for a lasting and long relationship. Now I'm going to let you know that I am not in favor of dating in high school. And I'm going to tell you why. Looking back on it, number one, it's very, very dangerous. Emotions get involved. Drama gets involved. It all is just can be very, very negative and very, very messy very, very quick. Okay? So I will say that at the outset. As most all of you know, Ashley and I dated in high school. 
You guys know that? Those of you that are newer maybe didn't know that. I didn't under... Now listen, now listen. I'm going to be very real with you. I'm going to be very open with you, okay? I didn't understand why. All I knew was that I had some attraction for some way, shape, or form, or a crush, whatever you want to call it. I didn't understand why. I didn't process the why. I didn't get the why. Nothing went any deeper than a very surface-level emotion. And then in Spanish class, sophomore year, a cute little redhead sits behind me, and we talk and hang out, and we, have, you know, we go out with friends, and we do stuff together. And something I know, I don't draw very well. She made it look like a judge from like your England or something. <clears throat> Sorry, babe, I don't have very good artistic skills. What's that? The ponytail? <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good ponytail. So with everything else, the why didn't factor in. I didn't have an understanding. I didn't, know, I didn't know why. I didn't know why. This was the first time why played a factor. Do you remember how long I told you this lasted? Two months? How long has this lasted? 21 years. We are getting ready to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary this coming September. And I am more in love with this beautiful woman every single day. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Now, here's, now here, here is where the rubber meets the road, okay? Because as we were getting to know each other and hanging out and, you know, feelings are developing and all this kind of stuff, this is the dangerous part, okay? I thank God that it turned out fine. And I, I have an amazing wife because of this. But if you go home and say, I'm going to date because Matt and Ashley dated, you're not listening to the message, okay? You're not listening to this. God created us to love, but God created us to love sacrificially, okay? If you are loving somebody, I say quote-unquote loving somebody, if you are loving somebody for your own needs, for your own desires, for something that you want to get out of it, you are not doing it right. God created us to love sacrificially, and if you're not giving of yourself, if you're not sacrificing for someone, you're not loving them wholly and completely. You are missing the why. Okay? And I'm also one, I'm going to tell you, love at first sight does not exist. Watch all the romantic movies you want to. You can read the poetry you want to. Love at first sight is not real. And I'm going to tell you why. Because love is deeper than sight. Love is deeper than emotion. Love is deeper than just an attraction on somebody, how somebody looks. Okay? These were crushes. This developed into, over time, love. I put a ring on it. That's exactly right. I proposed under the stars at a concert. And when I say under the stars, I mean the fake stars of the Parkland Planetarium. And when I say, <laughs> and when I say a concert, it was essentially a Doors concert. Do you guys know the Doors? Because it was the only thing they had going when I wanted to propose. But she still said yes, as awkward as that was. Under the stars. I, but I can at least say I proposed under the stars, right? So yes, happy ending. We rode off together on a white stallion, and it's been sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows ever since. Do you guys believe that? No, thank you. So you're listening. We have an awesome relationship. I love our relationship. We laugh together. We, we, you know, we cry at the same, I cry at the same 
uh, sappy movies together. I like we just we are we have a lot of things in common. Hey guys, hey guys, we have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of things different. I believe God placed us together, but it took time to develop that sacrificial love. You see where I'm coming from? And I learned the why behind the what. The what is dating. The, the what is having a companion, having somebody that you can tell things to, that you can open up to, that you can be with. That's the what. The why is key. God created us to love sacrificially. God is love. It's His very being. It's who He is, and He has created us to share in that love, to love, to pour out our love to somebody else, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a, a mom or dad or a brother or sister or a best friend, whatever. God has created us to love, but not selfishly, sacrificially. Love says that I'm going to be there for her even when she has kidney stones and is puking in a bucket. I'm going to be standing there behind her holding her hair back, helping her through it. Love is when we are pregnant and the baby's coming and it's painful. It is a big, big deal. Love is at 2 a.m. getting up and taking care of a baby because she had the last shift. Love is being there for somebody high and low, thick or thin, rich or poor, through all of it, no matter what. The reason we have divorce rates so high in this country is because people don't know why. And I'm going to give you the flip side of it. Okay? We were high school sweethearts, and I love telling people that we were high school sweethearts because it's just a fun story. It's just something that's really neat. It's something that we can share together. Yeah, we went to high school together. We've been together for a very long time. We have best friends. Two of our best friends in high school also got married. We're also high school sweethearts. We're also together for a long time in high school. They are currently divorced because they didn't know why. They forgot the why, if they ever knew it to begin with. I had a conversation with my friend shortly after all this went down, and I'm not going to go into any of the details, but after all of this went down, I said, like, where did this come from? We had like literally this completely blew us out of the water. We never saw this coming. This, these were two best friends that we hung out with a lot. We had been through a lot together in high school and what have you. Never, we never saw this coming. And he basically told me, we just, I kind of, now this could be, I don't know, there's just a whole lot going on, so I don't know how incredibly accurate this was, but this is what he told me. He said, we got married because it was the natural next step. We'd been dating all through high school. They went to college. They went to the same college, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it was just kind of the next step. We've been together this long. Uh, let's go ahead and get married. The why, from what he told me, was about that deep. When there is no why behind the what, there's no value in the what. When there is no deep, sacrificial selfless love, the relationship falls apart. God proved His love for us because of what He did for us on the cross. God has proved His love for us because He desires to have a personal relationship with us, with His kids. God has proved His love for us 
in that while we were still sinners, while we were still completely separated from Him, He died for us. Jesus died for us. The very embodiment of love. And I'm going to read this to you here real quick, John, if you've got it ready. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And then he called this the love chapter. Okay, this was, a, this was our kind of our primary verse at our wedding. 1 Corinthians 13, we're going to start in verse 4. We're just going to read a little bit to you. Love is patient. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now, I'm going to ask you something. Just through a quick reading of that passage, is that selfish love or is that selfless love? Is that selfish love or is that sacrificial love? That's the love that says, I'm here till the end, no matter what. That's the love that says, hey, we may have a disagreement or argue about something, an argument about something, but in the end, we're going to come together and we're going to get through all of it. We're going to get through this. That's sacrificial love. And I'm not going to just hold Ashley and myself up as this shining, bright example. We, you know, we've had our stumbles, we've had our arguments, we've had our things, you know. There are many couples in this church that know the why behind their marriage, behind their relationships. So we're not, I'm just saying this because that's obviously the one I have the, my perspective on. But there are many couples in this church who are the same way. What's the why behind your relationship? Whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever the case is, a, be, a best friend, a group of friends, what's the why? What's the why? Why are you with that person or those people? Is it for your own gain, for your own benefit, or is it to pour out God's love on that person? Is it to pour out your love to help them to, 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 make their, to impact their lives for the better? Why? I believe God put me on this earth to impact people's lives, to make it a better place, to have a family, to raise children. And I believe God put me on this earth to do that, and how I do that is by loving people, by walking in God's guidance and His wisdom according to His Word to the best of my ability through the power of Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. I just, every day, God, will You guide me? Will You help me today? Will You help me to be pleasing to You? Will You help me to say the right things, to do the right things? And do I always do it all perfectly? Absolutely not. But God is good. God is faithful. God is love. He first loved us. When you care about someone more than you care about yourself, you're on the right track. But if you're in a friendship or a relationship because of what it can do for you, how it'll make you look, how it makes you feel, you're on the wrong track. What's the why? How deep does that why go? God has created us to love sacrificially. Are you loving sacrificially the people in your lives? Are you loving sacrificially your family, your friends, your church family? What happens when something, there's an argument or something goes wrong or what have you? You cut and run, you shut down, you get angry. 
Or is there something deeper that allows you to put those other things aside? That allows you not to run, but to stay? That allows you not to get angry or mad and throw things, but to compose yourself and work it out? With your brother or sister, with your Christian brother or sister, with your mom or dad, whatever the case is, how deep does your why go? And if your why doesn't go very deep, then it's time to make some evaluations and make decisions. Or maybe ask yourself why. Maybe you've never really asked the question why. And maybe you do have a perfectly good why. You just haven't really thought about it or put it into words. And that's fine. So the question I'm asking you tonight is why. And I want you to put some words to that. I want you to put some thought to that. Take some time with it. Because if you spend too long in a relationship, like I said, whether it's a friendship or whatever, if you spend too long without knowing the why, Eventually, you will look back at my friends with wasted time, a broken heart, and regrets. And that's not what I want for you guys. That's not what God wants for you guys. God wants to put the why right in here and help you to love sacrificially. Close your eyes. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much.